I think the ability to reach each other is just such a powerful thing right now. And one of the ways that we're hardwired as human beings to reach each other is through storytelling and sharing the stories. And in this case, you're sharing those positive stories. Hi, I'm Kim LaMontagne, and you're entering a world gone good. Hi, I'm Pam McDougall, and you've entered a world gone good. Hi, I'm Scott McDougall, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, good day to you, or perhaps good evening. Let's just go with good whatever day or night part you are presently in. My name's Steve, and I'm so glad you are here with me for yet another journey into our world gone good. If you like the show, please just share it, rate it, review it, or you know what? Go ahead and sit back and enjoy the ride and make that your contribution of the day. I am all good. I'm just, again, happy you're here with me. Okay, spoiler alert. We've all had a difficult almost year. Can I get an amen? Seriously, I don't know about you, but it's been a real struggle for me at times, at times, to keep my head up when it feels like so many things keep knocking me down. It's true that even I, the guy who came up with World Gone Good, me, I can sometimes lose sight of the hope. So that's what we're talking and what we're delivering today. Hope. Kim LaMontagne and Pam and Scott McDougall are all about this hope thing and spreading it everywhere they can through their social media creation, Wall of Hope. You three somehow started something together called Wall of Hope Voices of Gratitude. And that's what we're here to talk about. So the most obvious question that we come to, we're going to hold off on, which is how did this all start? We're going to start here. How do you three know each other? <laughs> wow. Um, well, let's see. So about two years ago, I had um, actually attended an event out in California uh, for a Facebook group called 40 Thrive, and it was for women over 40. And Pam was actually the producer of that event. And I met her when I was at that event. We connected on Facebook and we've just really, um, you know, we're just very much alike. Um, we love to really do acts of kindness and bring things forward that are going to impact other people and make a difference in people's lives. And of course, Pam is married to Scott. And so this is my first time hearing Scott's voice. Um, so it was really a Facebook connection to a family member that led to Pam and I meeting each other and really forming a great relationship. And um, then her approaching me about Wall of Hope. And now this is where Pam and Scott, you chime in and you tell us that she's this crazy woman who was living in your basement and you had to get her evicted. Go. <laughs> um, so Kim's absolutely right. Um, th the way we met was um, my sister-in-law, Jackie, she runs a group that empowers women over 40 called uh, 40 Thrive. And, um, you know, I was uh, helping to produce that event. And so that's where Kim and I connected. And um, Kim is just a total light. I mean, she's very inspirational. She, um, you know, decided to leave, um, you know, to sell her home, to get an RV and just head across the country. And uh, with that just has been so inspiring because along the way she's met a lot of people and made some really meaningful connections. And so when we speak to acts of kindness, it's, it's really the way that Kim lives. Scott, anything to add? 
Yeah, I mean, like like Kim said, we've never really met before. I met through Pam, uh, Kim through Pam, um, and when when they started this this great uh, wall of hope, and um, Pam and I have been married for sixteen years, and uh... so that's how we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did Wall of Hope start? It really was because at the beginning of uh, the COVID outbreak, um, you know, I think a lot of people were feeling their worlds get very small and we're feeling pretty isolated. And um, one of the things was we were watching um, people do some really incredible things, um, you know, whether it was on the news or through friends, um, particularly healthcare workers. And you couldn't share, you know, your gratitude to them for the work that they were doing. So we thought it would be a really, really great idea to build a Facebook community where we could thank them, you know, reach out to them and say thank you for the work they were doing since we couldn't do it in person and uh, amplify, you know, that gratitude by the people who were in there so that they could hopefully really feel, you know, the love. Was there any personal connection? Did you guys know any um, first responders or nurses or doctors or anything? I don't know that I personally did. Um, as as Pam had approached me with this with this phenomenal idea and wanted me to to help her bring this to life, and so we partnered on it. And um, it has been a, a beautiful um, organic uh, group that's really grown organically. And there were no particular connections to healthcare professionals, but I will say that in the work that I do um, in my personal life. Um, I have a lot of connections to healthcare professionals and specifically one particular Facebook group um, for nurses and clinical professionals, and I'm their subject matter expert for them in the field of mental health. And many of those uh, Wall of Hope Voices of Gratitude posts I've shared into that group because they've really celebrated the healthcare professionals and the response to those posts have always been very positive and um so I really, you know, it's not a personal connection. It's just like what Pam said. It's just recognizing the first responders, the frontline healthcare providers, essential workers, and being able to say, look at all the great things that are going on out there. What great acts of kindness are happening and recognizing and, and amplifying what they're doing out in the community. So how did you grow this, you were saying you grew it organically. I'm a guy who, much like you, started this podcast because I just wanted to bring some good into a dark time. And I was also trying to find, I was trying to find a podcast that did this where there weren't a thousand um, um, commercials and or <laughs> plugs for people's books. <laughs> so, so um yeah i'm commercial free at the moment but don't get me wrong like i always say if toyota calls and says they want me to do a give me fifty thousand dollars in a new prius i'll be more than happy to plug them um right. I'm, I'm, you might consider, consider it. it too so so how did that how did that how did it start and then what did you guys do to spread the word it was um honestly reaching out to friends and family and you know colleagues. And then um, the way that was exciting that it grew beyond that was when we were doing these stories and there's a lot of great stories out there. There are a lot of great um, news outlets that are um, bringing some positive content. So we pull from those, those sites and we're thankful for those people who bring those stories to us um, and we tag them. 
So if you have someone we're calling out, say it's a healthcare worker, a firefighter, or first responders, um, we will tag them if we are able to. And so hopefully it gets their attention. So number one, we can thank them for their work. And secondly, it brings in a lot of the people around them. So that we found that as we continued to do that over the months, it just, as Kim said, organically built a community. And were you surprised by the response? Yeah, because when we first did it, we said, we hope people come in, but you never know. We didn't know if it would be just Kim, Scott, and I, you know, messaging each other back and forth. And that would be <laughs> that would be that. <laughs> but um, it was it was a beautiful thing to see. And I think one of the coolest things about it, I'll let Scott and, you know, Kim say if they, you know, feel the same way, was not just getting um, that input from people here in the United States, but from other countries. You know, sharing sharing uh, the the good work that they were doing in their countries as well, and connecting us again, like saying we we felt so isolated at times, and I think the ability to reach each other um, is just such a powerful thing right now. And one of the ways that we're hardwired as human beings to reach each other is through storytelling and sharing the stories. And in this case, you sharing those positive stories. Yeah, I would agree. I. I... I, when researching stories for the site and the Wall of Hope, um, I found that, you know, there are so many stories worldwide versus just in the U.S. And I think you start to think down that that path where you want to, you know, focus on things that are happening in your community, in your area, in your country. But the amazing thing is there is so much good going on around the world when it comes to the COVID-19 um, uh, crisis and um, so many good things that are happening that is just so, you know, amazing to see. I would agree. And and I would also um, add as well that some of the um, the members of Wall of Hope are outside of the country. I know we have some Canadians. I'm not sure what other countries are represented, but um, we would love to grow it um, even even larger. And we've really done, as, as Pam mentioned, done a great job at trying to tag organizations. And it's really cool it happened. Um, I think it was on Monday when I did a post in there. Yeah, yeah. That I that I tagged the 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 organization, and it was, um, you know, about a little boy. Oh, I can't remember the story about a little boy who had. Um, Pam, do you remember the story? The the topic of that. Yes. Yes, he was. Um, he was providing blankets. Um, you know, it's getting to be a time where obviously it's getting a lot colder to people that are housing insecure. And so um, he was helping to raise funds and get blankets together for people who are in this situation. Yeah. So yeah, Kim, Kim can uh, take it from Thank there. you. Thank you. I just had a little time lapse there. Um, but yes, <laughs> it was a really, really heartwarming story, which almost all of them are. I would say, venture to say they all are heartwarming stories. And um, I tagged the organization in the post and his mom actually uh, responded and gave us an update on what his progress has been and, um, you know, told us that with the winter months coming, that they really need socks and they really need blankets. And she gave us what the updated needs are. And it's just really great when you, when you tag someone in the story and especially this little boy's mom, he, she was just so proud that he was recognized by, by us and his message was getting out there further. So it's things like that. Um, and then of course, we try on every post um, as much as we can to invite people to share. And we do have a lot of members who share on a regular basis. We would love more people to share so more people can join the community. 
Pam, I love that you use the words housing insecure. I've I've never heard that before. And I worked for the United Way and I worked for the American Cancer Society for many years um, as an employee for both. I, I've never heard that. Where where does that did you come up with that or you've heard that before? Am I just come living under a rock? No, no, no. It is one of those things that again, like as we continue to um research our stories, I'm learning a lot too. And so that, you know, we've had a lot of really inspiring people that have worked with uh with the homeless. And uh, when I saw that, just like you, um, it really resonated with me because anything from, you know, food insecurities and housing insecurities, it really is just a matter of resources. And so we could all be in that situation. You know, we are fortunate to have the resources to um, empower us to be in our homes, you know, to, to put food on our family or on our, I'm sorry. Let me say that again. No, it's great to put food on our family. That's great. No, go <laughs> yes, ahead. isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're fortunate enough, you know, and think about in these times, it's so difficult to be able to put food on our tables and to have a roof over our head. So, um, you know, it the in, it is an insecurity in the sense that those resources aren't there. And so um, these are people out there. Some of these really inspiring people um, are the ones who are providing the resources um, to secure that. And um, yeah, it's it, it, speaking to what something Kim said, um, it's it's like it's such a gift, you know, when someone responds and says, hey, I see that you acknowledge the work we're doing like that's that's really what it's all about is um, amplifying that gratitude to the people who are doing this good work. And also just, you know, as you have these moments, these acts of kindness and these these acts of service that are being done on our front lines and you daily bring these forward, I just think that it helps to hopefully lift people's spirits. And, you know, if you practice that in your daily life, even with the difficulties or, you know, some of the divisiveness we have going on in our world today, um, it makes a difference. And it must, I mean, I know this from my own experience, it, it must feel good to put something out there like this and know you're not alone. There are other people out there who feel what you're feeling. Yes. And I think that's, I think that's very important because there are a lot of people who are struggling and, and really the focus of the wall of hope is to bring messages of hope and inspiration. Um, as has been mentioned before, there's a lot of really difficult things that are going on right now in, in the world. And you know, what really brings joy to my heart is when um, and there's a couple of members who have said this in the past that they look forward to seeing the the stories in Wall of Hope or that these stories always make my day because they know that every time they go to Wall of Hope, it's going to be something positive, something full of gratitude, kindness, innovation, children, um, teenagers, elderly stepping up, stepping out of their comfort zones and doing things that are really making an impact. So um it really is very fulfilling to to really interact with the members and get that positive feedback that, wow, they look forward to our, our messages every day, our stories. Yeah, and it's fantastic when they share their stories. That's something that um, mm -hmm. Kim, Scott, and I really uh, love to see because it's there for them as well as the people that we're celebrating. So when they get the opportunity to celebrate someone in their life that's on the front lines or doing an act of kindness, um, that's really rewarding for us too. And um, you just, you've seen them do some incredible, incredible things. You know, we, 
were in awe. Like there was a firefighter who actually lifted a woman up to the window of her family member's um, hospital room so that mm-hmm. she could look eye to eye through the window. And, you know, just inc- just incredible stories like guys running around in tights dressed as Superman so they can uplift the spirits of the kids in the neighborhood, you know, who we, or were, you know, at the time we were doing stay at home. It was just it was just really, really rewarding to watch. And there are kids that are doing amazing things. That's the other thing that's absolutely blown us away is watching what the kids have done. Um, there's a little boy in Africa who created a mechanism for delivering safe water to his village. There's a young woman in, I believe, Texas, who is helping gain insights into the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19. And these are teenagers. I mean, we're blown away. Um, Definitely makes me feel a little uh, insecure about what I've accomplished at this point, considering they're like 13 and 14. (laughs) But I... (laughs) But um, I am so inspired and kind of... um, very positive about what the future holds with some of these young humanitarians who are out there. And, you know, just to dovetail on that real quickly, Pam, when you're talking about these, these kids who are stepping up to the plate and some of them are five and six years old and, you know, then there's, then there's older folks. But one of the themes of the posts is that someone recognized that there was a gap. Someone recognized that there was a need someone recognized that they needed to step up and do something. And it's, it's, it's blowing my, blowing my mind away as as well to see the innovation, the creativity that is happening around the country and around the globe to help serve during these times of crisis. So it's very rewarding. And that's just community. And I think that's what you guys are building here. And and I've said this before too, and I'd like you to speak to it. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of things because we think we're the only one. And it could be um, it could be an idea for a, a you know a movie or a book or a painting we want to paint or just somewhere we want to go, a, a trip we want to take. And we talk ourselves out of it because we think no one else is interested in this. And then you guys just proved surprise people are and i wonder how does that feel for you oh that's a good point that's a really good point um yeah i think there was there was a little like we said there was a little um what if what are people going to come in or not you know um how will it be received but um honestly we thought it's something that speaks to us. It's something that um, lifts our spirits. So hopefully, you know, that thing where you feel like if you connect to something, hopefully others will connect to it too. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you, Pam. And then also, you know, just the feeling of just knowing that we're bringing good content to the members in the group is it's very satisfying um and pam and scott do an excellent job at mining the content i not so much i, I do some oh, I, she I does. Have to say, they do a lot of it um and some of the stories it's like oh my gosh i'm just flabbergasted when i go through them and sometimes i go through the list and think which one do i want to do today and <laughs> um it really is just heartwarming like i said before when one someone one of the members said that 
I really look forward to this group every day um, and seeing something that's positive that just puts a smile on my face. Yeah. And like you said, Steve, community is such a powerful thing. We've watched it time and time again with stories. We've seen one person ignite an entire community. Um, you know, we've seen the power of that when people collectively come together to do something. And one of the things we hope continues to evolve and happen inside the Wall of Hope is that people not only appreciate the stories, but they bring, and we're seeing it more right now, actually, they bring things that are happening in their communities. So if people are able to, you know, if it aligns with their giving, if it aligns with their passion for what they want to do in the world, that they can join and make a difference together. And, um, you know, that's something that's, that's really exciting to see. To add on to that is in researching these stories and seeing what people are doing in their communities and, and, and organizations that they're setting up to, to tackle the pandemic, I can see these things lasting much longer once we're over this crisis. I can see these communities coming together even more once we're done with this, you know, pandemic and um, all these organizations doing such great things. I just hope they continue on and it changes the mindset of some of these people out there. And that leads us to my next question, which you just did perfectly. It's written right here. Ready? Where does it go in the future post-COVID world? That's what I wrote down. <laughs> Where does Wall of Hope go once we are and we will be past COVID? I don't see that it's going to go anywhere because I think we're, or it's going to be post-COVID at some point, but COVID is always going to be with us and there's going to be survivors. There's going to be stories of survivors and how they made it through and celebrating those. And um, so from my perspective, I hope COVID goes away soon. I'm not sure what the time frame is going to look like, but I think it's going to be long lasting and Wall of Hope is, to, is here to stay. In my opinion, I'm not sure what you and uh, Scott think over there, Pam. <laughs> I think partly like what Kim's saying, we obviously um, are still dealing, you know, with COVID and doing our best to be safe, yet be able to also engage each other, you know, as human beings. Um, I think that um, I outside and when we move forward and hopefully when the vaccine is there and we are able to navigate our world again in a much more open way. What I hope for Wall of Hope is that at the core of this, put COVID aside, it's about caring for each other. It's about community. Mm -hmm. It's about connecting as human beings and really the power we have to help one another, you know, in life um, and serve one another. Whether it's something as simple as, you know, leaving some sweet note on someone's door anonymously or doing something on a much more massive scale like with our healthcare workers you know we've had 36 million lives that they've helped save around the world so i don't that continues you know that un, underlying um desire to be there for each other to make a difference and you know to create a world that's better for all of us um that's where I, i'd love to see it go and to see people actively work together um, to um, initiate causes together and and bring their resources to it and um, have it be a place where people come, yes, for great stories, hopefully, and feel inspired, but to also feel that community and feel, um, you know, that inspired to be activists and advocates for for positive things in our world. I think that so many people um, believe that 
the way to make change. It's, it's just because of our society is requires money, 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 money. And really what you guys are proving and what I hope we're doing here on World Gone Good is communication. Yeah. You know, a lot of, you know, what we talk about here on this podcast is, is shining a light into the darkness or being the light in the darkness. And I think that's definitely what you're doing now. Okay. So let's get here guys where, and ladies, sorry, I know I'm not supposed to say guys anymore. I'm supposed to say y'all. I learned that recently. I learned (laughs) y'all. Okay. Y'all where do we, uh, where does everybody find uh, wall of hope voices of gratitude and how do they become a member? Just search us on Facebook, wall of hope voices of gratitude. And there are just a couple of membership questions to, uh, to answer, you can join the group and invite other friends to join as well. We would love you to invite other friends to to join into the group. Okay, so we typically end the podcast with two questions. We're going to go alphabetically around. So it's going to go Kim, Pam, Scott. Ready? Who inspires you? Brene Brown. She's just one of those inspirational people who has the the power to really model what vulnerability in the workplace can look like and how powerful of a tool it is in, in, in the leadership role. So she's one of my favorites and, um, she talks about getting into the arena, which is the arena of life. And if you want to get into the arena and make a difference, you have to be willing to step in and get beat up a little bit. And I always, um, you know, if I'm having a tough time, I always just have to say, Brene would say, get back into the arena and, uh, She's a pretty amazing person. Pam? Oh, it's tough. There, there, there isn't one person. I would say my first inspirations, and they're always with me, are my, my parents. Um, when you talked about why we started these things, my parents were both people of service. Um, my mom worked with Children's Hospital a lot, fundraising, and my dad was in the service in the Air Force. So I watch them all my life, like do these acts of kindness, do these acts of service. They're my biggest inspirations and that that stays with me. Um, but just people around me too, just watching what people are doing on a daily basis and how one person can have such a ripple effect in how they change the world. Um, in fact, Steve, you interviewed one of them, um, uh, Mary Cartani, who's the founder of Operation Freedom Pause is another inspiration for me. Um, you know, she pairs disabled veterans and children with service dogs and, um, watching that work, you know, that life-saving work. Um, those are the type of people that really do inspire me. Mr. Scott. Uh, like Pam said, I don't have one specific person that inspires me. I mean, I, right now, the people who inspire me are the first responders, people who are putting their lives out there, um, for the sake of others. And um, I see it more and more every day in the in the wall of hope research that we're doing. Um, you know, and, and it's just amazing to me how many people um, out there uh, in the first responder role are actually just putting their lives a second compared to what they're what they're doing for their work and and their donations. Great. So this is our final question. We're gonna go around again. And again, it can fall back on what we talked about. It can be anything that comes to mind. It's very simple. It's how we end my shows. Simply in three words, on my part is the question. You can take more than three words. Tell me something good. Oh, my goodness. Um, I survived Hurricane Etta or Tropical Storm Etta. And um, 
I really just saw a lot of our community coming together yesterday and just kind of watching the news and things that were happening. I was actually watching the the local weather and people that were stranded and things that were going on down here into Scott's point. The first responders were out here in full force yesterday, and I'm just grateful to have them around us really being able to support us. So I think that's just something wonderful that we all have in our lives that sometimes we may take for granted. And I don't. I would say like in the middle of everything that we've all gone through is just the kind of um, affirmation of what's really, really important in life. Like something good for me is my friends, my family, my colleagues, you know, having a roof over my head and, you know, food on the table and the ability to, you know, um, do work that, that makes me happy and I think makes a difference. So, um, yeah, I think that us as, as people, you know, in this time kind of connecting to what really matters, I think that's a really good thing. And Mr. Scott, you get to take us home. So don't let us down. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think that Something that's really good is that people in the United States are learning to vote and that they're understanding how powerful that can be and that it, it's enlightening to see because it's been too long that we haven't uh, stood up for what's right and what's wrong. So I think people learning to vote and not taking sides here, but <laughs> um, it's, it's very important and it's enlightening. Thank you, Kim, Pam, and Scott for sharing your good with us today. If you are on Facebooks, the Facebooks, look them up. It's Wall of Hope. Join the group and um, get in on the good. Next time on World Gone Good. If you move yourself in just the right position or shoot yourself forward enough or back enough or to the right or to the left, all of a sudden you find this place of balance. So that was the first like kind of check of consciousness that I that I had with uh with my body. And that was probably the first connection that I had as far as uh, mindfulness. It was, it was a connection of body and, and uh, just where it is in space and how to find better balance. Who is ready to get their downward dog on? We're inhaling our good air, exhaling our worries away, getting present and mindful and bendy with yoga master Jake Faree. Until then, be good. <laughs>